0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Matthew. Today is episode 787, and we're looking at Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 to 28. Let's read our passage. When Jesus left there, he withdrew to the area of Tyre and Sidon. Just then, a Canaanite woman from that region came and kept crying out, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely tormented by a demon. Jesus did not say a word to her. His disciples approached him and urged him, Send her away because she's crying out after us. He replied, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came, knelt before him and said, Lord, help me. He answered, It isn't right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Yes, Lord, she said. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus replied to her, Woman, your faith is great. Let it be done for you as you want. And from that moment, her daughter was healed. This is the gospel according to Matthew. Matthew is writing this gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus, to convince people that Jesus is the Messiah. He's writing primarily to a Jewish audience, so he uses a lot of Jewish imagery. Old Testament quotations, because he wants to convince the Jewish people that Jesus is the Messiah promised in the Jewish Old Testament to come to save the Jewish people. He's presenting this teaching, preaching, healing ministry of Jesus. We're in the section where he had fed the 5,000 on the northern shore of the Sea of Galilee. Then they crossed over to the Gennesaret area, And there was a lot of healings going on without any concern over ritual cleanliness. Then he has this interaction with the scribes and Pharisees from Jerusalem who challenged him about his disciples not washing their hands before eating. And it was all about ritual cleanliness. And Jesus challenged their whole understanding and following of the tradition of the elders Then we pick it up in verse 21. When Jesus left there, he withdrew to the area of Tyre and Sidon. When Jesus left where? Well, there. The only place we have is the area of Genesaret, which is just south of Capernaum. And we assume that's where he encountered the scribes and Pharisees from Jerusalem. So he probably left there. Now specifically says he withdrew, meaning he got away from what was going on. There he's encountering these religious experts from Jerusalem. So I have to think he was getting away from them. When he went over to where he fed the 5,000, he was getting away from Herod, the ruler of Galilee. So here it's withdrew to get away from what's going on now is he afraid of these guys no because he's going to purposely go to jerusalem and go toe-to-toe with them in some really big ways but he's not ready yet now is not the time so he withdraws and he goes to the area of tyre and sidon he goes to the area not necessarily the cities tyre and sidon are the primary cities in that area but the area is phoenicia northwest of Galilee. It's a Gentile area. Now, he's encountered some Gentiles already, but this is not a few Gentiles in a mostly Jewish area. This is no Jews, entirely a Gentile area. He encountered the Roman centurion in chapter 8. Then he had a brief trip across the lake where he cast the demons out of the two demon-possessed men in the tombs. That was a Gentile area there, but he really hasn't dealt much with Gentiles. So here he withdraws and goes to this area. Verse 22. Just then, a Canaanite woman from that region came and kept crying out, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely tormented by a demon. What's the scenario here? We're not really told, sounds like they're just walking up the road toward the town, and this woman hears he's coming and runs out of the town and and meets him on the road, but it says she's a Canaanite woman. Now, in Mark, his telling of this account, he says she was Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth. Phoenicia is where they are, so specifically, she's from that area and specifically, she is a Gentile. Now, Matthew specifically uses the term Canaanite, and Canaanite's an Old Testament term. Canaan was the area which was the promised land, the land that the Hebrews came and occupied and became Israel. So, the Canaanites were driven out of the land by God And they were long-term enemies of the people of Israel. So Canaanite uh, would be a big sticking point for a lot of Jewish people. And remember, Matthew's addressing primarily a Jewish audience. So the fact he purposely uses Canaanite here, he's making a point. And his point, as we'll see, is that God's mercy extends even to the Canaanites. There is no limit to the extent of God's grace. And so this woman comes out crying out, and those kept crying out, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. We've seen son of David before. The blind men were calling out son of David, the demons called him son of David. But here this woman says, Lord, son of David. Now she's just using Lord in a polite sense, like sir, or is she attaching more meaning to it? I, think since she's using the term son of David, she's attaching more meaning to it. The first time we actually see this all together, Lord, son of David. And her problem is she has a daughter severely tormented by a demon. Normally when Jesus is approached by people wanting healing, he heals them. Here, his response, verse 23, Jesus did not say a word to her. He just ignores her. However, His disciples approached him and urged him, send her away because she's crying out after us. So she's annoying the disciples and they're telling Jesus to get rid of her. Now, are they saying just tell her to go away? Seems like they could do that, but maybe it would carry more weight with him telling her to go away. Or they say, go ahead and do what she wants to get rid of her. Some people see the latter, that they say, go ahead and do what she wants to get rid of her, because, in verse 24, he replied, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, is he saying that to her or to the disciples? I think to both. I think he's saying it to everyone there, because this is a public setting here. So, there's the woman, there's the disciples, everyone knows what's going on. Verse 25. But she came, knelt before him, and said, Lord, help me. So here she specifically, she's called him Lord, Son of David. That means Jewish Messiah, basically. And here she comes and kneels before him. That's just out of extreme respect, of just trying to get him to do what she wants, or does she have some kind of clue as to who he really is? In verse 26, he answered, It isn't right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Well, the reference here, he says, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Take the children, although children here would be Israel, the Jews. The dogs, obviously, is referring to the Canaanites, the people of Phoenicia there, the, the Gentile people. Now, throw it to the dogs. The term dogs here is cunarion, which is a diminutive form of the word. Kuan, which means dog, so basically means little dog. And some think, well, this means he's really talking more to a household pet rather than the street dogs, which are scavengers. It's still an insult to say, no, I've been sent to to the Jewish people, Can't, can't take what belongs to the Jews and give it to the dogs. It's still pretty insulting. But her response, verse 27, yes, Lord, she says, Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. She didn't disagree with Jesus. She didn't say, Jesus, no, no, that's not right. What she says here is, even the pets deserve to be fed. They may get the scraps, they may get the leftovers, but they still get taken care of. Verse 28, then Jesus replied to her, woman, your faith is great. Let it be done for you as you want. It's the only place in Matthew where you see somebody's faith referred to as great. He commended the centurion's faith and said, I don't even see that kind of faith in the people of Israel. But here he says, your faith is great. It's the only place we see that in Matthew. And from that moment, her daughter was healed. Now notice, she was healed at a distance. The other only other healing we see in Matthew where it's done from a distance is the centurion servant, also a Gentile. What do we make of that? I, I don't know. We can make anything of it, but just it's a point to notice. So what's going on here? Did she change Jesus's mind? Just reading it, it sounds like Jesus says, no, no, no. I, it's not my mission to deal with Gentiles. I'm only here to deal with Jewish people. But she talked him into it or pestered him into it or hounded him into it. I don't think that's the case, because if Jesus had meant no, he would have said no. I think he's purposely drawing her faith out here, that he's putting up an argument, the kind of argument that maybe a lot of Jewish people would put up, and knowing what her response will be, he's drawing out her faith and showing that even Gentiles can have faith. And even Gentiles can receive God's mercy, because Jesus has interacted with Gentiles and will continue to interact with Gentiles. So Jesus doesn't have this strict hands-off Gentiles policy. So the, the interaction seems even rude, referring to her as dogs. Well, that's how the Jews view the Gentiles, as dogs. So he's using, I think, traditional Jewish response and allowing her to reveal her faith. And then he can respond in mercy and demonstrate to his disciples. And then Matthew recorded for other Jews to read and see the true extent of God's mercy, that Jesus is not just the Jewish Messiah, but he's the Jewish Messiah for the human race. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time so continue working through Matthew.